good sound effect. I like that. Oh god. <laughs> we need a GoPro to sit in the corner while we. No, we don't. <laughs> I need the. Uh, Hi guys. What's up, y'all? Hey guys. What up, though? It's the new kids. Roll call. <laughs> <laughs> Presents. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't say a laughs> so we already got off to a rocky start. Jesus Christ. I'm trying. <laughs> and it's Jermaine. Honey here. And it's your boy Clay. Clay. Clay Hover. Clay, Big Clay, do Clay. You, do you ever go by your government? I mean, people that know me know it. Mm-hmm. So, but they don't really call me they're trying to be funny. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number five. Of I don't know. Season maybe. two, possibly. Season two, sure. eight. Of the new kids. We don't, we don't, we're not good at counting. Yeah. We're not good at counting at all. I feel like we haven't recorded in like six months. Even though we just like did an episode like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, two weeks ago. All right, today we are recording again out of the Detroit Association of Women's Clubs. Yay, you said it right! <laughs> <laughs> you guys can book the club uh, for private or public events at friendsofdawc.com. Hit them up. So let's start off with the question of the day. Clay, you already said you had an answer as soon as I asked you this earlier. So, uh-huh. what is, and also apologies, y'all, we a little bit lit today. Yes. Oh, we all drink from Mexico. What is it? <laughs> Good tequila, right? Tequila? It is. So, what is the most Detroit ass? summer activity you'll be participating in this year and Detroit ass is an adjective mm-hmm. you guys so what is the most Detroit ass Shariah start thinking about this now cause you look I'm ready oh. play you go first oh you, okay well you already know first thing first I'm ripping the shirt off <laughs> shirt off I'm gonna go ahead and get the bus out the closet throw the bus on and I'm going out I'm going, down, I'm going downtown <laughs> not I might bus. hit Bell Out Bell Out not what it used to be so Bell Out now nah. I'm downtown with the bus on with no shirt on just just dangling. I feel like you dangling with no shirt on like any season. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. And y'all, y'all know, y'all see me. Yeah, yeah. Normal. Parties in this exactly. 20 below outside. You put your shirt I'm on, nigga. I'm almost positive the first time I met Clay, he didn't have a shirt on. That wasn't surprising. Life be crazy on time. Wow. All right, Shrya. I'm going to say the white party. Yeah. Mm. Jeezy. That is the I've never been to those, but I always see like some crazy ass picture from each year. There's some crazy shit going on. I feel like I'm not old enough Jeezy gonna be there. Jeezy gonna be there. So. Gonna be there. Gonna I already know care if I was 17. I'll be picking up the <laughs> <laughs> We don't even know yet. We just like, I'll find out. I'll find out for the end of this episode. Not her plaza, but Shane Park. Shane Park. Yeah, I mean, I ain't trying to get shot. I mean, that's anywhere. Okay, like at this point. That's a risk associated. Is that your answer too, Jermaine? No. What's your answer? So I'm gonna be posted on Saturday. Mile. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like because that's where you live. That's where I live. So you know, got to do it the summertime. I guess. Um, mine. I'm gonna go to summer jams this year for the oh, first girl, time bye. ever in my see? life. Mm. Me and I want to go too. see. I'm Jenae sorry, you're going where? Summer jams. Oh, that's cute. We did that once upon a time. Okay. It so. was a terrible experience for us. I stole somebody's seats. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I you say well, no. well, well kind of the tickets that we bought did have seat numbers and so she, uh, she, uncomfortable. she yeah. saw her friend and so we went sat next to her friend and dude came in like these are my seats and I was like no they're not <laughs> and he was like you know he got the number on it or whatever I was like well they took my ticket so they told me to sit right here so me and this nigga are sharing the seat because <laughs> I wouldn't move he over all for Jeezy all for Jeezy all for Jeezy because it was real so moving right along let's chat about some city updates and events real quick I have a couple of events for you all today the first one is uh, hosted again by one of our favorite venues um Bamboo Detroit sorry I just hey you said tripping we can't be telling the right I didn't say when though (laughs) it's also true um Bamboo Detroit is hosting an event Monday, June 11th from 6 to 8 p.m. called The Power of Intent, Taking Actions That Lead to Success. This is hosted by Wise Coaching. Um, Join Bamboo Detroit's resident business coach, Andre Mello, for a free presentation on how to take action and create opportunities for you and your business. Um, Several professionals today, excuse me, approach their careers casually, hoping that their hard work will lead to opportunity. However, hard work is just one piece of the puzzle. In order to be truly successful, 
successful, you need to create as many avenues as you can so that opportunity can found, find you wherever you may be. If you feel stuck, not getting the results you desire, or have been trying the same approach over and over again, this session will shed light on how to look at things differently and inspire you to take action. This is a free event. We love free. We love, love free. the free ball. 99. So that again is June 11th. That's a Monday from 6 to 8 at Bamboo Detroit. Bamboo is uh, co-owned by a black woman. So yes. please go support y'all. Um, and then last but not least for events, um, this is going to be held in Tech Town. Um, not too far away from us right now. So this is a retail boot camp um, that is going to be Thursday, June 21st from 6 to 8 as well. Uh, retail boot camp is an intense, highly customized program that prepares serious entrepreneurs with strong retail concepts for the successful launch of their brick and mortar businesses in a Detroit commercial district. Mm. The program enables an entrepreneur's success not only through training, but also through access to critical startup capital, affordable space, and ongoing business support. This is also a free event, y'all. They trying to, like, give you money to start your business. And who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love money? Who doesn't love free money? Free money's great. So Mm -hmm. this is at Tech Town um, on Mac Avenue. Thursday, June 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. June 21st. June 21st. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all we was a little lit. (laughs) All right, hot topics. So, y'all want to talk about this, um... This creepy Coraline... What is Man, it? Mickey Mouse. That shit it, it, it looks like a mix of like Mickey, Mickey Mouse or some type of dog. Because the, the ears are hanging down. Like Mickey, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, when I was like, I seen a picture like all my friends in there. They like all oh, like really artsy. So I'm like, bet they fucking with it. But I'm like, how does it relate to anything <laughs> in the city? It doesn't. Or to anybody else in the city who not to art or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Somebody like I told y'all to somebody tried to explain it to me and they was like, Well, it's kinda like somebody took a statue or some Cartier buffs and put them in Atlanta and I'm like, That makes no sense to me. But <laughs> I don't understand. I feel like it's supposed to capture like the urban street art mm-hmm. gaze, but But my thing is why they use a local artist? Yeah, like we have so many other avenues so many to put into the city that could capture the urban street art gaze and put Detroit really on the map. Mm-hmm. You choose this ugly ass I'm I'm a fan of Cause and Cause's work. I really love the statues that he does. I love his characters. I just think that uh, y'all know I'm not really a big fan of Uncle Dan. So Mm. I think that that is number one. My biggest problem with it, you know, people have been celebrating it as if it's such a good look for Detroit. Blah blah blah. Nope. This is a privately owned statue on private property. property. Yeah. This is not anything that was donated to the city. Um, it would have been nice if Cause was just like, you know, here, right. you know, here's a piece. But like, he's an artist who makes, you know, money for profit. Like, Man, he's, great. and I get it. Like, <laughs> a community worker he's in that area, they're artist. trying to keep like art relevant because they have mm-hmm. like that. I don't know what it's called, but the alleyway. Oh, the belt. Yes, mm-hmm. that. And then the what? The belt. It's like oh. an alleyway and it has a, oh, all the nails like, and stuff. Yeah, it has bars back there and everything. And then the Obey piece is around the corner. Exactly. So Dan has a history of yes. bringing really? in I didn't, I didn't outside know about artists. Yeah, Shepherd Ferry has a piece on the back of Campus Mark. Back of, the back of, uh, what is it called now? It's no longer. It's not CompuWare. It's, it's something. It's Meridian. No. It's like one Meridian. It's, it's something. But I just, I feel like, once again, yeah. Uncle Danny is doing things for himself. Um, of course. And, you know, Detroit is the... At the mercy of the that. guinea pig yeah. right Shout now. Shout out to Cause though for actually going around to the different art venues in the city though. He went to Cranbrook, he stopped at the Heidelberg project and took pictures. So mm. he did show face around the city and didn't just, you know, like come jump off a statue and dip. <laughs> my thing <laughs> is <laughs> if you're gonna do something like that, put the local artist like, you know, put my nigga Tony Hooligan on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Tony Hooligan, man. Put Sheepy on there, you know what I'm saying? Like, show love to the local artist. I mean that car shit is cool. But <laughs> we got so many cold niggas in the city. It's like, why, like, why y'all playing my people like that? But I'm still confused like I said, is. I don't. It's like a Mickey Mouse <laughs> with scars. It, it just, I don't know the shorts on the little. But like, but like I said, like all the artist people love it. So I'm like, if they love it, it gotta mean something. I, I, I would love to own a cost piece one day. Like, love it. But are they expensive? It's just. I yes. feel like they are. Really? <laughs> I feel like they one are. One of his little figurines, which is about the size of that yeah, so you know. cup, goes for like. 
Eight hundred dollars on eBay. Mm. Once you get it, I'm gonna have to go Google this nigga and see why he's so sweet. Like, <laughs> why, why is he doing this? Like, like this shit. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I feel it. That's okay. it. Um, moving on. So, and this isn't really the brightest hot topic, but Detroit's population continues to drop according to new census data. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and from 2016 to 2017, Detroit's population was reported at 673,104, or a decline of 2,376 hey. residents over the previous 12 months. Mm-hmm. So the city lost... We had 2,770 residents, and we're now the 20th largest city. Yeah, and we were, we used to be the 10th, and mm-hmm. what was it, 2010? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're the 23rd. So I, I guess that brings kind of like what we we're just talking about with this statue. I feel like the gay, the, the Detroit gaze is focused on so many other places where it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. and there should be more emphasis and initiative put forth to boost the population versus creepy art mm-hmm. and not even creepy art but so so the metro times article says that when asked about the loss of residents duggan spokesman john roach well, first of all why are we talking to oh never mind yeah. John Roach. Okay. <laughs> Blame the quality of the city's public school district, which received the worst score in the nation on an exam this year. I wonder why. Access to quality education is going to be the key factor in getting families to stay in and move into the city. So instead of funding DPS, we decided to donate $4 million to the construction uh, of an arena. arena. And, like, I've been um, helping people in the education program with, like, academic papers and stuff. So mm-hmm. I've been doing research into the state of education and how it got to be um, where it is now. And there are so many things that have happened both locally and statewide in legislation to where it's like, y'all really did not care about us. Especially until it was too late to start to, like trying to bring awareness to it. Not even, and not even that. Yeah. yeah, because these problems have been going on for a long time. And for, like, my mom was in DPS for 30 years. My aunt was in DPS for 30 years. And they have been saying DPS has been on the decline for a long time. And nobody cared. Not to say nobody cared enough, but... I mean, when you have a majority black city and politicians and people in power who don't look like you, they really don't care about the state of what you're in. Yeah. It's just irrelevant. Because it was bad, they like, even care. when we were little. It, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it was bad, but, like, well, if we, you think about it, go lightly, time, we was, like, 36 kids to one classroom. Mm-hmm. We had teachers at that time who were actively invested in But And life. then you have to look at the quality of the equipment and stuff they gave yeah. us. The books was missing pages, mm-hmm. ripped up. You know, fifty thousand kids and had them before the we got them. Still got books, still got old books, and like it's just old equipment, old books. And I remember a couple years ago they did like um, an investigation and they found a warehouse that had I've like, seen that shit, yeah. millions of dollars of unused equipment just stored in a warehouse somewhere. And it's like, come on now, like who is appropriating these funds? Room and not use that kind of stuff. Yeah, like this is this is getting ridiculous now. What does it take to put people in power who actually care about our kids' education, care about the quality of education that's being put forth, care about the teachers that they're bringing in? Like, come on. George Bush does not care about. <laughs> I think it's gonna um, take for us to put people that, that look like us in city schools and in cities high positions to really start getting a difference. Because right now, like you're bringing these white faces into these black spaces. They can't relate, you yeah. know. They can't relate to anything that's going on with the kids, with the kids' parents, with nothing, you know. what I'm saying because they they never been through what we go through. So I really feel like it's gonna take for them to bring in people that look like us, you know. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm glad they dissolved the EAA because that was a hot mess. And what was that? That was, so the EAA was Snyder's supposed answer to the uh, worst performing schools in the state. However, nobody else in the state of Michigan allowed him to create this separate school district except for Detroit. Mm. So for like four years, he took a bunch of like elementary, middle, and high schools and was like, well, we're going to fire all the DPS teachers, fire all the DPS staff, and bring in new teachers and turn these schools around. Well, first of all, you are taking schools like Persian and um, I think Denby. Like, 
you taking schools that are already they already have you know the low performing and you putting teach for america teachers in there which means you bringing in these young white kids from iowa mm-hmm. or who are getting their student loans wisconsin exactly who don't have no who have no experience no mm-hmm. with urban youth they're doing it for a they can't understand urban like they, they don't anything. understand and you putting them in these classrooms with these kids that are going to eat them up <laughs> for real <laughs> and you these really kids think, ain't no joke like you fire all of the people who were actively invested in getting these kids to where they needed to be and they weren't showing the progress that you wanted but they were showing progress and you bring in these people who have no experience in doing this what you expect gonna happen right thankfully um the EAA I believe was backed by Eastern Michigan and Eastern was like yeah this not working so <laughs> Eastern of all places was like yeah this not working so Eastern terminated the contract that they had with EAA and I believe all the schools that were in EAA that were DPS were mm-hmm. then a, a reabsorbed by mm-hmm. DPS so they're back to being DPS schools now. That's but good. then you got like, you got these schools who already have a low population. Then you switch them to a district that nobody knows about. Parents are asking questions. You're not giving them answers. So they're like, well, I'm not keeping my kid here. So now right. they're taking their kids out, going across city lines, making the population even less. And then you're like, look, see, we knew these kids wasn't going to perform good. Like, what do you think was going to happen? Everybody just need to be homeschooled. I also think they need to like raise to pay for these fucking teachers. Like, why are the teachers yeah. getting paid crumbs? Like, they don't. The most important job, you know what I'm talking about? Like, niggas getting paid $20 million a duck of fucking ball. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, teachers getting paid crumbs. Like, that yeah. shit not right. So, I feel like they need to get, they should raise a big pay increase for the teachers, man. For real, for real. Because they deal with everybody's kids that, like, the parents don't even want to deal with. Like, exactly. they kids like, for eight hours, five days a week. Eight hours, five. And, and, and then, like, some of these teachers go above and beyond for these kids. Like, they mentoring them, taking them home from school, buying yeah. them supplies their parents can't afford. Like, teachers really deserve to make more money than they what they make. That shit is crazy. Like, I could, I, I could put a teacher over there with a doctor and a lawyer. They be making that type of pay, in my opinion. I mean, somebody got to teach the doctors. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they need to make them. Or, like, they have, like, such a risk now with all these school shootings. And yeah. Stuff. You yeah. want me to risk I mean, my life for 35000 For $35,000. i am running. Your kids going to have to get out. <laughs> <laughs> No, we are going to take a break. Commercial <laughs> break. If you want to check out the new kids on a more individual level, you can follow me at Jermaine Pencil. That's G-E-R-M-A-I-N-E-P-E-N-T-S-I-L. You can follow Shariah at Shariah M. That's S-H-Y-R-I-A-H-M. And you can follow Honey at Honey underscore Spiffy. S P I F F Y. Pull your shit together. I'm good. I'm put. I'm put all the way together. All right. I'm pulled. Were you recording? All right. Well, welcome back, guys. So today we are interviewing Clarence. Durban name. She used a Durban name. Okay. Clarence, what's your last name? Dubois. Dubois. But everybody said Dubois. Let's read the bar. Uncultured swine. You know what I'm saying? They don't know like, no better. That just reminds me of like about a civil French. rights leader. Like <laughs> <laughs> W.E.B. Dubois. <laughs> anyway, so he's the founder of Clayhova Fitness and Clayhova Cares. Yes. Um, so we're just gonna jump right in. Even though we all know the answer to this yes. question, we're gonna ask Finally. you anyways. Are you a Detroit native, East Side or West Side? I'm an East Side. <laughs> Finally! You already know. Finally. <laughs> I already know the answer. Good okay. East Side, yes. Favorite Coney Island? Yeah, my favorite Coney Island? Papa's on the east side, seven mile in Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time we've had that. <laughs> one. Okay, really? Time. Yes, that's what how you we usually get. It. Like Zorba and shit like no, that? No, we usually get like chain Coney Island, so like people will or say, Grandy's. yeah, or Grandy's. Well, Grandy's is Grandy's good, but they fucking pop. They'll say like Grandy's or uh, what's the other nasty one? Nikki Dee's. Oh, that's trash. Yeah, people will say chain shit. I fuck with Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Decent. What's the one by your house? Deluxe. Yes. <laughs> I like that one. Those were the best the chicken wings I ever had in my life. Coney Island, as well as Eight Eagles on Dexter and Joy Road. Eight Eagles is wonderful. I ain't gonna lie to Austin, even though I done ventured all the Coney Islands all across the land. <laughs> I done ventured all. I feel like D1 got the best fries to me. D1 is an underrated Coney Island. I have been we don't I feel with their fries. They be crispy as hell. Perfect. I have not been I love D1 fries. So I swear. 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the uh, the one at Royal Oak when dude was like, I gotta pay extra for some cheese on the fries. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so mad. I was like, okay, we gotta get them up out of here. All right, so what high school did you attend? Uh, I went to Challenge Rock Academy on the um, Eight Mile and Kelly. Yeah. Nobody knows about it really, but it was a cool high school. I was the first graduating class actually. The first so, graduating. Turn up. Look at you making it. That's that's us. Yeah. Shouts out to them. Shout out to Honey for the big word. Right. right. Now I, I would definitely that, that, that might be a three point word. That might be a three point word. Okay. Anyway, so as far as far as higher learning or any other training, did you attend college? Why? Yes. Why uh, I went to McCormick Wayne State. Um, I majored in multimedia communication with the focus on broadcast journalism. Uh, I have my associates. Did we have class together? Shit, maybe. Wow. <laughs> I wrote it to my bachelor's and then niggas came with the with the student loans out of pocket. And I'm like, damn, son, you need how much out of my pocket? But I do plan on getting back in school and finishing up. But right now, it just ain't going to happen because they taxing niggas. And I, I, ain't, I ain't got it, fam. <laughs> I ain't got it. Same. <laughs> So, as far as, like, for your fitness training and stuff, are you certified uh, for instructing those, or are there any other trainings that you wish to complete in the future? Uh, I am a certified trainer, just, like, just the basic, but I do... Oh, and I got my CPR license as well, so if a nigga pass out, I could get him together, you know what I'm saying? They will kill you in the gym, and then he's looking at you like, what's wrong? Cause you did a thousand I do advise you. I got my CPR. I'm a puppy of chest, you know, get you together. But besides, I do want to keep going and learning more and getting higher certificates in training. But right now, I'm just like a basic training, and I got a CPR license, so yeah. You know what the next training is you want to get? I don't know, but I know I want to keep keep going, you know. Hey, <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm the one answer asking yeah, questions. Like, so I keep like not looking at what I'm supposed to. Anyways, so um, <laughs> what did you want to be uh, when you grew up, or hmm. did you have any specific plans? Growing up, of course, I want to be a thousand things at one point. I want to be a firefighter, a cop, a fucking skydiver, everything. <laughs> but as I got older, of course. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to do something with Brock, like with talking. I like talking. I like talking a lot. I like being on camera. I like writing. So something involving all them things, like you know, like a filmmaker, a film writer. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to be on TV eventually, doing things like with sports journalism, sports broadcasting, things like that. Some involving sports, and some involving like spoken word. You know, or acting. Who knows what might happen in the years? You know. You never know. My sign playing on Love and Hip Hop. You never oh, know. God. I hope not. But <laughs> shit. If my life go if my life go downhill, I might be on there and be like, I need a check. Let me put, put me on this motherfucker. <laughs> if I turn on my TV one day, <laughs> see Clay in his buffs with no shirt on <laughs> and a do rag. A velvet do rag. Yes. I'm just like, how did we get here? Like, damn, we used my podcast three years ago. Where did we go last? Damn, we're going to be doing an episode like this nigga Clay fell off. Where are they now? But no, no, but somebody asked me a question. One of my clients, she was like, if you was like an artist who was high in the early 2000s and you fell off, would you rise your fame or go to Love Hip Hop make a few thousand? What y'all do? Would y'all ride the fan your head or just get on TV and bridge yourself? For I would have invested my money. I feel like I'm so Like Mike Jones. Shout out to Mike Jones. He making Jones. money right yeah. now. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't know because Joe Budden. He did love and hip hop, but was still relevant, and he wasn't. Like, to who? Hey, I'm joking. Who's relevant to you? No, no. Who the fuck is Joe Budden relevant to? Very successful podcast on YouTube. Whatever. That's right. He was on the conference. He's not the new kids, though. No, he's not the new kids. What are you talking about? He isn't us. <laughs> but you know, I feel like I would not do loving hip hop. I feel like I there would, are so many other things. Like, I would do it. But you gotta do it and get out. Cardi B is yes, the Cardi B example of how to do that. She did it. But she won the million. She beat up a couple people and she went on about her day. But honestly, though, people have music. Alright, back at the ranch. So, <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to be a trainer? And if not, uh, what did you learn from that or the first jobs that you had? Um, well, my very first job was working at a mattress factory. 
which is an odd job for an eight, 17 year old to have. That I was a, I was a seven, 18 year old working at a mattress factory making fucking beds. <laughs> and you never know how complex a bed is to work in a mattress factory. But so that was my first job. At that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in school. Uh, I was boxing amateur at that point. Tell us a little bit about your boxing career. Okay, so fast forward. Average, I mean, I did the fucking factory shit. That was trash. <laughs> Worked at a restaurant. I love Andiamo. Shout out to Andiamo. I love y'all. It's like one of my favorite trash restaurants. Favorite yes. trash. So I worked there. <laughs> and then, but uh, boxing career. Fast forward. I went pro 2016. Um, I had boxed amateur maybe five, five to six years prior. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just went pro. Um, I had... I have four fights now. My first three fights, I went undefeated. Three knockouts, all that good shit. My last fight, niggas robbed me. I flagged, I robbed in the fight. You know what I'm saying? They gave it to the other cat. Shire was there. She seen the fight. You know what I'm saying? But it was, it was fun, though. It was fun. Everybody enjoyed themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, you just got to just keep it going. You know, I, I learned a lot from that loss. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I wasn't mad about it at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I really, I feel like I learned a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And um, just keep pushing forward. So, you this know? Was, that was your first loss? First loss. My last loss, and uh, Amen. y'all see me in Vegas, so you know, <laughs> fight for the millions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gotta keep it going. Everybody thought I was mad about it at, at, at first. I was mad, but I got over it. I mean, it. eventually, I mean, I'm like, okay, life goes fight. on. Don't nobody lose a fight. It, it wasn't was even like in the ring, even though it was a loss, like the dude before you got whooped on like this nigga was I heard. seeing stars I see. he was talking to ref like it was his daddy like it was his all that shit and that's the thing like motherfucker didn't knock me out with no shit like that he went to the judges the mm. judges was dick sucking gave it to my man you know what I'm saying but like I said that was the first and last loss I'm ever gonna take so like I said y'all see me in Vegas in a few years making them making that real money do you, you know have plans for your next fight um there's there's a lot of events coming up there's some in June and July I'm trying mm. to get on everything you know I okay. Gotta get this fight back that I lost. Mm-hmm. I talked to the people already, like, yo, I need a rematch with him ASAP because I ain't lose that fight. I need a rematch <laughs> ASAP. Whenever you can put it together, give me that rematch. But it's gonna be fights all summer, all fall. So I'm trying to get on everything this year because uh, last year I didn't box at all. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, had had eye surgery, so that set me out for like the whole year damn near. So last year I was inactive the whole year. So this year I gotta get it back, gotta get up and running. So that's that. 2018. That's my, yes. This the year. Turn up, secure the bag. Secure the bag. You're right, <laughs> Sean. Secure that motherfucker. Secure the bag. So, have you had any professional hurdles or hard lessons that you had to learn so far? It was boxing or the training? Both. Um. Or if I have cares, whatever. Shit, well, that loss was a hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was sick about that shit. But, like I said, it was a knockout. I didn't get my ass beat. I was, I was looking pretty after the fight. My man's shit was all bumped up, lumped up. I'm looking like, how the fuck did I lose that fight? But yeah, so that, if you speaking on the most recent, that was a big hurdle for me to get over because I really had to put the the idea of that it's not a loss, it's a lesson in the play. Like we say it all the time, but it never really affected me until that fight. I'm like, damn, I lost this fight, but mm-hmm. I did that wrong, I did that wrong, I did that wrong. We can fix all that shit next time. Um, as far as training, Hurdles, hurdles. I don't know. Besides me not having my own building, that's like the only hurdle I'm really facing right now. I'm sharing it with two other trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Foxy Fitness. I share it with them. But, you know, it, it, it get a little crammed sometimes. get a little tight. You know what I'm saying? My clientele be going crazy. So, I got me for a room in there. You so full of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like my clients are going crazy. In terms of numbers or? Numbers, numbers, okay. yes. Uh, you know, I'm steady growing. I was about to say, give us the tea. Yeah. No, no, I'm like that. No, no, no. All my clients, I love you. I love all my clients. Shout out to them. But no, you know, I'm just growing. So I'm eventually, I'm going to get my own spot, my own space. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on that right now. So does that help to answer your question some, a little bit, Shout It is. Um, so why is healthy living relevant to Detroit's black community right now? Mm, it's so <laughs> fucking relevant, man. We gotta do better, man. I was just telling the ladies here um, about how I want to start talking to the kids and shit about how what you eat affects everything you do your whole day. Like you know, as you know, when we was in. 10th, 9th grade, niggas eating honey buns at 10 in the morning, hot Cheetos, but 10 in the morning. I still do, so like, you know, don't look at me. And look at me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, that shit affects so much that we don't realize that affects how we interact with other people, mm. our fucking psyche, how we think, how we feel. Like, that shit is really important, and people don't realize you are what you eat. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, 
that's really important. I feel like they need to really know what the fuck they doing. Stop I mean, I think doing that shit. It's crazy because we learned about the food pyramid as kids, but then after that, it kind of just like fills it out. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Schools don't teach you the important shit. Mm-mm. Like my nigga, I ain't learn how to number about taxes. No, number what? I, I ain't learned the important shit in school. I learned about fucking the pyramid. I mean, fucking triangles and angles. <laughs> like that's not gonna affect my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that shit's trash. I think it's also about, like, what we had access to as well. Like, I know when we were kids, like, leave and go lightly. We stayed at Little Caesars. Like, literally stayed there. Like, that's another thing. Like, they put all this bullshit in the in the popular, I mean, the mostly black communities. Like, yeah. it's a McDonald's. Like, in my school, I was, it was like, down the street is McDonald's, then it's the mall with them bullshit in it. That car street is a Burger King, and a Coney down the street. Like, it was nothing a nutritional value close to us. So, yeah. we go eat what's around us, you know what I'm saying? But, and that, that'll fuck you up in the long run, though. Especially yeah. you eat it constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly. Like, and I was at one point in that bitch every day at McDonald's getting a, getting a motherfucking little uh, Big Mac, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the extra max hustle on that shit. And I think, like, we don't, or at least the education system doesn't reach out to parents because you can teach kids, like, you can teach kids about all this stuff, but when they go home, they're gonna do what they, yeah. if they're yeah. not in an environment that encourages them to eat or Snickers, right. I just wanna point that out. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't teach kids to really care about it at a young age. Like you're, you care about what tastes good, and you or what's care available about, to you, or what's with available, your parents what you or whatever, or what's yeah. quick. Like you're not gonna care about healthy eating mm-hmm. as much as a parent or an adult would. So that education needs to be in both full circle. Yeah. Yeah. and it's really everywhere too. Like even living in Omaha, like. In our neighborhood, it was really nothing other than like Fast penny food. candy stores, right. like you know, like little that stuff right there, candy, you know what I'm junk food, all that stuff. So I think that's just anywhere um, where people don't have as much money as others right. would like to see. Because then you get into places where they have money. You got like the Sam's Club, mm-hmm. the whole. Food. Like look what happened downtown was a motherfucking fruit bar and juice place and <laughs> fucking vegan soul and Seba, Seba, everywhere all downtown. Treat vegan soul though because they do have a location in the hood. Where? Turn up. Uh, in uh, the Grandma Rosedale area. Okay. Village. Well, we fuck with y'all. No, then. I'll take no, that back. I'm not talking about that one. They oh. have another location in the Grandma Rosedale area now. But yes, we, we need this shit in the hood. We need juice bars in the hood. We need vegan and vegetarian restaurants in the hood, man. Like, come on, man. We we need that shit in like in oh. not downtown in the city, city, man. All over. That's really important. I feel like it's really important. There's another one called Peaches and Greens. Um, okay, I think off Second Street somewhere like New Center, North End area. What's that over again? Peaches and Put Greens. Phone. Pe- peaches and Greens? Yep, she's okay. a black woman who runs like a fresh produce. With a name like Peaches and Greens, I would hope so. <laughs> mm. I'm definitely saying 112 right now. Girl! <laughs> <laughs> right, Peaches and Greens! <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. I for sure thought about it. I was trying not to say it's it. Detroit Vegan Soul is also owned by a black woman. So yes. shout out to really? black women, you know, more... We gotta start. We gotta start empowering with these black businesses more. These black restaurants more, man. Yeah. The block, we love the block. We fuck with y'all heavy. Shout out to the block. Stop set tripping. We didn't say <laughs> what time right. or where. Or just know that their food is good. I don't want nobody walking up talking about. I know you. I know you. Yeah, what up, though? I was about to say they don't know what we look like, but we definitely got like a whole video, <laughs> a website, and all that stuff. Like, so they listen, know. I told you, a dude walked up to me like, "Hey, you was the one that was turned up and foot." What? Huh? What? <laughs> you don't what? know me, wrong person. What me? Never been there. Never been there. It must be a new place. <laughs> Anyways, what other resources do you think will be beneficial to help combat any uh, potential or and potentially eliminate unhealthy living habits in the city? Um. Educating the people more in the city mm-hmm. about what to or not to eat and how it affects you. Like I was saying earlier, putting more like you know juice spas or uh, vegan or vegetarian restaurants in the midst of the city, not just in downtown. Mm-hmm. Having people you know like-minded people like myself going around trying to teach us to people and talk to them about it and showing them that it's different way like what you eat right now is not good for you my guy like you eat something better than that you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I really feel like it's gonna take from for us to start caring more people that's a little bit older to start caring more and really indulging into the younger people coming up because the youth is the future we need to make sure they straight you know so I love it. 
So tell us why you came up with Clayhova Cares and why you feel it was necessary to add that to what you already offer now. Also, what is Clayhova yes. Cares? So That's first you. off, Clayhova Cares <laughs> is my uh, nonprofit. I have a team of great, beautiful ladies. Hit me with it. Shira is one of them. Shout out to Shira. Shout out to black women. Yeah, shout Turn out to black women. We, love, we need y'all so much. We love y'all. But uh, so yeah, it's a nonprofit whose purpose is basically about the betterment of the community at large um i have this well we have this thing called the brown pair bag initiative which we prepare meals the last saturday every month and we pass them out and uh it ain't no bullshit this real like home cooked meals i cook this shit myself from my heart <laughs> i season the fuck out that food you know what i'm saying oh you know so what it is we have a container with a meal like a main dish which is usually chicken of some sort baked or fried or saute whatever two sides and then we have a brown paper bag which has you know a bottle of water a snack and a fruit in it and we just go around and pass it out to the people at large to the community at large um month five is actually coming up it's Saturday month five is Saturday uh the shit really growing a lot the very first month it was just me uh, Tiana and Portia and we put together 37 meals last month month before we had 104 meals so I want to keep growing every month and then just sky's the limit you know, I want to feed the block and love the block you know what I'm saying so you know keep it going and who knows what's going to happen in the future but so that's what we're doing right now but eventually we plan on doing more the more than just food like I said earlier talking to the kids and I want to talk to single parent households and low income households and about you know eating healthy living right you know what I'm saying treating your body right because that's all you got your body's the temple so um that's what we're gonna do we're gonna do everything we're gonna be all over the all, all over the state eventually the country you know what I'm saying so I'm staying in Michigan so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that is that's your question I yes, feel like I started yeah, rambling yeah. okay yeah. perfect it's the liquor yeah, you gotta be talking all over the place. Yeah, we gonna do this and this. I'm like, wait a minute, country? What? I'm like, I'm from Michigan. You got the replacement. Well, on that note, we're gonna take a break because it's hot and we are slightly dying. Yeah, I might be a little twisted. I'm feeling too good right now. We're gonna take a break. Hey guys, it's Shariah, one third of the New Kids. And if you're interested in being on our show or have a guest in mind, you can check us out. Or email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on all social media at The New Kids LLC. And even on SoundCloud at The New Kids Detroit. <laughs> all right. So we're back at the last part. Hey, The New Kids. Oh, possibly, a a little, possibly a little tipsy. But anyway. Who's tipsy? I'm sober. I don't know. We know. Yes, oh, are you? Sobriety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we so, talk about healthy eating and shit. It's nigga drinking wine. Yeah, you gotta eat healthy though. <laughs> okay, so Clay, how would you encourage somebody to start their path um, and to get into shape? I would encourage somebody. The my advice to somebody who wants to get in shape would I would be to start out with small steps. Don't come to me talking about you want to lose eighty fucking pounds <laughs> by next month. Like small, Bestie. yeah. <laughs> Small goals lead to big victories. You know what I'm saying? So start small. Like, okay, I want to be able to do, I can do five push this month. I want to do 15 next month. I want to lose two inches. You know, like start small. Like, don't think about the future too much. Just start small and just work your way up and keep working, keep working. And uh, that's that's about it, really. I would say to start small. Don't have big, I mean, have big goals, but don't set them too soon. You know what I'm saying? And uh, eat right. Drink a lot of water. Drink lots of fucking water and eat right, please. I mean that bullshit. He looked at y'all like you swine. (laughs) Drink a lot of water. That um, so that piece of advice actually segues into our next question. Mm -hmm. Um, What what piece of business advice would you give your past self? Mm. You wasn't drinking. Save your fucking money, Clay. (laughs) You could have been had your own building a long time ago. You was bullshitting, doing whatever. Anybody with a new business and you got a good you know, making money, save your money, man, for the future. You know what I'm saying? Um, just save your money because because it takes money to make money. So the money you making, take that and put it back into your business. Don't go blow it on this and blow it on that, which I was doing at first. But now I learned, like, damn, Clay, you fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, definitely take the money you making and use it to make more money. Like. 
it may be dumb like damn I'm about to spend this much money on business card or this much money on promotion when I go buy this or do that but that's all you got if this your business this your baby and you really care about this shit take the money you making and spend it on your money and take money to make money so that's what I would give my advice I would give anybody who's starting a business that's real and I feel like people try to take on too much at one time and they like it gets overwhelming at times so right. starting off slow and and saving your money is really important because mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to need it for in the future especially when you're trying to start on your own mm-hmm. no matter what type of business you have it's been, when you go to the cheap route when you start your business it's like it's never, gonna never be beneficial <laughs> I try doing that I try to be cheap and I learn quick like no bro mm-hmm. it, you this, get what you pay for right this, this is your business this is all you got like for me this is all I got man, you better fucking put that money back into yourself so yeah so how do you stay inspired and this can be from like books that you read uh, favorite like people you follow on Instagram whatever I stay inspired by my family man like my family is really what inspires me because shit my motherfucking mom's in school my dad working hard you know what I'm saying like I was trying to get them to it they just be chilling you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. my motherfucking mom like to shopping I want to see her shopping every day you know what I'm saying <laughs> my motherfucking dad he like what he like he like fucking a lot of shit but him I wanted him to do whatever he want to do you know what I'm saying like my family I want to put them in a position where they could just be chilling they don't gotta work they work hard enough they raised my badass they raised my little <laughs> they raised my little brother badass currently you know what I'm saying so I feel like my family is my big inspiration you know what I'm saying and I'm really just trying to get them where they could just be chilling at this point in their life you know what I'm saying I don't want them working too hard doing too much I want them just to be Set. I feel Set, it. Set, relax. So, my biggest relation is my family. Um, so, for people who work with people in such a heavy capacity, um, sometimes, and we talked about this with our last guest, Courtney, but sometimes you can get burned out when you engaging with people so much and dealing with all their energies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, how do you make sure that you don't get burned out? I ain't gonna lie. I don't feel like I never get burned out because... I think I'm a people person. I love people. I love, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure out what makes them click or, you know what I'm saying, what they like or how to make this person open up to me more. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like I never get burned out because I really enjoy just the thrill of coming in, working with people, different attitudes, different demeanors. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I get burned out. I, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Shara uh, only said like two words to me for the first month we trained. Now <laughs> I she, believe that whole Now she be talking shit. You know, we going to make it for all day. First of all, don't tell my business. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> I really enjoy like getting people to open up and, you know, talk more and just be they self. You know, it's all about having fun. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you come in, I'm talking shit to you off rip. You know, I don't even know you. We talk, I'm talking shit to you. So, <laughs> I just love people, man. I'm really a people person. I'm for the people. So I feel like, you know, that's what it is. So what's next for you? What's the next thing on the agenda for Clay? On the horizon. On the horizon? Um, definitely keep going. Clay over cares. Definitely keep going that until the biggest shit possible. The training business, get my own spot and keep growing that tremendously. I definitely get my own building so I can really do what I want to do. Um, and boxing, you know, keep being niggas' asses. You feel me? <laughs> keep winning. Keep building my name up. You know what I'm saying? Get some title fights. Get some money. And overall, though, I really want to help the community. I want to give back to my people who are less fortunate. You know, I want to build parks, playgrounds, community centers. I want to do all that shit, man. So that's what I really want to do in so the long run. About to be a philanthropist. Yes, I love the people, man. I feed the block, love the block. Feed the block with food, knowledge, education, all that good shit, man. We need that shit. So I want to do everything. I ain't going to lie. I feel it. I mean, why not? Why not? Sky's the limit. Why not? You know? I mean, some people don't want to do nothing. Right. I mean, like, somebody <laughs> got to want to do it all. Do it. So where do you think our generation is needed um, in Detroit the most right now? Oh, so you said like where are we needed at right now in the outside? Yeah, mm-hmm. like where do you think Excuse our generation, me. so like millennials, period, I think are coming up? We are definitely need to be on the fucking ground because... You know, motherfuckers taking over the city. We need to be in the midst of this shit, trying to get our hands on property or land or whatever, because they buying all this shit up. Yes. Like I was, um, where was I at? 
I was somewhere in the suburbs and I was listening to eavesdropping on a conversation and these two white cats they was like yeah you know we from uh, where the fuck was they from somewhere down so I think it was in Mississippi or something but they were like yeah you know we just here to buy some property to buy some land you know and I'm like no why can't why can't <laughs> us come together and put money together and buy some property buy, and, and just and just sit on that motherfucking shit you know what, hey. what I'm saying so I really feel like we really need to be out here on the on the forefront working trying to take some of our shit back man. I'm tired of seeing white people running down grass shit jogging and shit <laughs> like, that shit. you know what honey you know what said she seen a girl running in Highland Park and they be in the hood they be on Puritan like, I'm like what Oakland, the fuck on Oakland I'm like, Park, I'm, I'm, like I'm like girl are you lost who allowed it you? like a couple <laughs> years ago you wouldn't be caught dead out here at you, all like but it's a sign of the times, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it's cool that they hear, but it's not cool because like white folk don't know how to come and integrate. They want to come and take over. They don't know how to just come and just blend in and chill with us. I think it was in South Africa mm. where they just introduced legislation to where they are taking the land. Y'all yeah, seen that? That shit fire. That shit so far, you ain't gonna lie to you. Y'all don't belong here. Give my shit back, flat out. Killmonger. You got this from you stole it. You stole it. So, Clay, where do you see yourself in five years, and where do you see yourself at the end of your career? And this is the question that everybody hates. We don't even. I don't even think we got to the question everybody hates. You know, it's that question. So, in five years, in five years, I'll be thirty. So hopefully, ooh, ooh, ooh. so young, so young, wow, such a young grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I'll be settled down with a nice young lady. You know, might have a little seat or two, have a little clay hope running around. Um, my business or businesses will be, you know, doing great, doing lovely. Maybe I have multiple gyms around the city, or maybe around the country. Who knows? My clay hope cares will be a cornerstone of Michigan you know what I'm saying like we all over taking care of everybody um I still be knocking niggas out you know what I'm saying still be putting <laughs> ass in the ring you know what I'm saying so that's that's five years from now when I'm 30 I definitely still want to be active in everything I'm doing I still want to be giving back to the people uh, loving the people you know what I'm saying doing whatever I can to help people out cause they cause we need that shit people need love man that's like the biggest thing people need is love and understanding so I really want to be able to get at the people you know love and understanding so that five years that's where I'm hoping I should be that's legit alright so the last official question that we have if you could switch places with someone for one week who would it be now disclaimer you get all their problems Uh all their drama you know whatever it may be Okay. but you also get like all their money for that one week. For that one week. And then when I go back to myself, mm-hmm. what happened to that? What, what happened to that? Have we ever thought about that? No, he's like a first person. I'm missing with the other question. Like, what happened when I go this back to myself? I'm about to have stocks and bonds. Because <laughs> 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 I'm going to put all that shit in my name. I'm like, I'm going to go over to Clarence. Clarence Dubois. Clarence Dubois. But um, if I had to have a place with one person, for a week and so hopefully I'm, I'm assuming I will be able to still have this knowledge when I go back to myself mm-hmm. it will be either P. Diddy or Jay-Z yes Diddy like, yes Diddy you know and, but I ain't gonna lie Diddy be fucking over his artists he fuck over all hey, his artists hey but he's a shitty person but that nigga's a hell of a business a man so that, yeah. I'm, I'm focused on the business part this nigga brought out a whole new shade of white Hey James Marcus. Yeah, so it would definitely hey, be Diddy, Diddy or Jay Z because they really got in the game, start off at the lowest level, and them motherfuckers is conglomerates right now by themselves. So Diddy or Jay Z, easy. And they have Cassie and Beyonce. So. You feel me? And Diddy so crazy. We don't know if that's his girlfriend, his wife, Sabi. <laughs> we don't know nothing. Like Diddy okay. and but no, Jay Z a slick motherfucker well, too Diddy, though. Diddy already got like six kids, so he, he doesn't. He do, but no, Jay Z slick because he had Beyonce on his arms since he's like since like oh three. Yeah, and we never knew until like what two thousand and ten. And they was married. Like, you feel me? Like, hey, you know them, them niggas. They got 
got the game figured out for real, man. Both of them, we love y'all. We, we love you, Diddy and Jay, man. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Oprah for telling them to keep their relationship yes. right. Yes. I'll okay. see Oprah with the advice. So, Oprah. how can people get a hold of you for personal training? Or if and they don't to- you have a party coming up too? You missed a party. It was party. Friday. All oh, y'all missed a party. It was a 2000 party. Sorry, Lita. I love you. We love you, Lita, for Hita. We love you. But so, about that real fast. The party, 2000 party, last Friday. Had a good turnout. Half the proceeds went to the Cleover Cares Foundation. That's legit. Um, and we're going to keep throwing parties, keep throwing events, and the money's going to always go to the foundation because that's what it's all about, giving back. So, See, that I didn't know. I'm at the next one. I, I, I will definitely let y'all know personally about the next Please. event or party. But I'm yeah, <laughs> I will let y'all know. So that was that. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on Instagram at Clayhova, my fitness page at Clayhova Fitness, my nonprofit page at Clayhova cares Twitter we want prenups yes <laughs> we want prenups the old oh, Kanye West song um, and that's all I have so if you want to get trained please follow me on the pages you want to see me talk shit talk crazy on Twitter follow me on Twitter and yeah man you're the first person that's like actually proudly promoted they crazy on Twitter. Twitter oh yeah, yeah my Twitter ain't shit I ain't gonna lie you must see my Twitter like this same nigga that be feeding people and be doing all this with the kids but you know it's all about yeah I appreciate the you know, embracing of that duality like, don't follow my ranted Twitter I don't want y'all. Like, because, you know, I mean, like, but like everybody got let. It's like an onion. You pull an onion, you got layers. You know, I love people. I love the kids. I love everybody. But you might see me on Twitter talking about some ill, crazy shit. But it's all about the levels, man. It's all about where you catch me at. So yeah, man, fuck it. Fuck me on all levels, please, please do. So, Clayhover Fitness, Clayhover Cares, does Clayhover or Twitter? We want prenups. You know. And you can make donations yes. to Clay Hover Care. Yes, Sharp. Talk to him, Sharp. Tell him. Cash app. Okay. And I forgot the other one. So. <laughs> well, what's the other one? There's no other one. Is it just Cash App? It's just Cash App. Okay, well, then that one. <laughs> I think there's another one. What's the Cash App name? Okay. Clay Hover Cares. Cash App, Clay Hover Cares. Cash App, shout out to our babes. Yeah, that one too. Send money to all of us. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas rich, right? Send everybody. Shit. So, as usual, you can follow us, the new kids. On Twitter at the New Kids LLC, we are also on Instagram as the New Kids LLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, yeah, Facebook. Ooh, what aunties, uncles at? Okay. okay <laughs> if you have Facebook. any questions, if you want to be a guest, you can email us at the New Kids LLC at gmail.com. Um, check out our website too at the New Kids Detroit.com. Follow us on SoundCloud at the New Kids Detroit, iTunes, the New Kids LLC. Am I forgetting anything else? Stitcher. 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 What's the New app? Kids LLC. It's, it's a podcast, podcast app. Oh, okay. Um, yes, so please hit us up. Still waiting to hear from Spotify. Email me back, y'all. Get it together, Spotify. Yes, we're calling you out. Hit us up. You know, talk to us. If you want to be a guest, let us know. We'll think about it. Give <laughs> us reviews. We appreciate it. We'll add you to the long list. Of, uh, the the long list. Listen, let's just talk about that list. Like, we got a list. We understand we ain't got to some of y'all yet, but we, we get there. We, we get there. They busy. You know, chill out. We, we booked them busy. Booked like them busy. I got Here you. <laughs> so yeah, um until next time. New kids out. We out. New kids out. Yeah. <laughs>